This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orraparkaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is my friend, Mr. Doug Compton, the Global Packaging Development Leader at Owens Corning. How are you, Doug? I'm great, Corey. How are you doing today? Really well. I want to, I want to start off by telling the audience a funny story about the last time we talked. Yeah. Uh, you said you actually had a coworker assume that the the picture that I gave <laughs> you was you because our glasses are very similar and we have similar faces yeah, from from the nose <laughs> up. We're pretty close. That's right. <laughs> so we we could be if if I ever need an extra you know stand in or model, I, I'll call you. Yeah, no, that was that was too much. And I, I just when I saw you at the event last, you were handing out patches, and and that one looks even more. It's even more of a dead ringer for me. So some of my coworkers are like, "Wow, you're really into this packaging sustainability." So pretty neat you're, having those displayed in my cubicle. You're famous, man. I love it, and I really appreciate what what you're doing there at, at Owens Corning. I'm excited to talk to you about it. But let's tell the the audience a little bit about your background. Where where'd you come from, and and what's your history? Yeah, so I'm, I would consider myself a packaging veteran at this point. I've been in the industry for over 25 years. Yeah. I'm a Michigan State packaging grad, and mm. my heart goes out to those affected from the tragedy that happened there earlier this week. That was terrible, terrible, yeah. and just very sad situation. I'm amongst the packaging ranks from Michigan State. I spent my first part of my career out in the Silicon Valley area of California, working in the electronics computer electronics industry for IBM. Wow. That was a very interesting time to be out in that area for the dot-com boom and the small startup companies like Google that were down the street starting <laughs> out seeing what they're going to do. And it's a very exciting time to be out there. So I was out there for about 10 years, changed industries, which is one of the nice things about packaging. You can kind of float around to different industries and joined Scott's miracle Grow for about seven and a half years. So I went from computer electronics to retail lawn and garden products. So that was a <laughs> nice change working with different materials and learning different things there. That was excellent. And now I'm going on eight and a half years at Owens Corning now in kind of an industrial building products, fiberglass industry. So it's it's been great. A lot of good things going on. Yes. I think most people know you from your your pink yes. you know uh, uh insulation and yep. the and the funny commercials and things like that. But let's talk about what does a global packaging development leader at Owens Corning do on a daily basis? I'm, I'm fascinated sure. by this role sure. because this is a big company. It's it's a big company with a remarkably small packaging presence. So uh, <laughs> I went from my, my former careers of being a packaging engineer on large packaging teams with a packaging director to joining Owens Corning and basically being the packaging guy. Yeah. across the enterprise. So it's been a combination of different types of projects over the years. I've done automation development projects. I've done a lot of material optimization and innovation. And in the last couple of years, I really kind of dove dove in headfirst on sustainability. How can we move the needle on sustainability within no one's corning? And right. in, in really in the industry, the construction industry, it's kind of a tough nut to crack. 
Very true. The construction industry is fairly notorious for a high volume of waste. And we understand it because the pressure is so high to perform and to build as fast as possible and, and use the least amount of materials as possible, but also to just to move on. And so can you maybe give us an example of something that you've done to improve the sustainability of the packaging at Owens Yeah, Corning? absolutely. So there's certainly been projects around material optimization. Can we do the same, create a robust packaging with, with less material overall? We've looked at making our packaging material recyclable, more recyclable. But really the challenge is you can, you can make it as recyclable as can be, but if there's no infrastructure to back it up, to take that material. And that's where the challenge lies. So a lot of my attention now is working not only internally, we have a large sustainability presence in the company. It's really a pillar of the company, I would say. And packaging is a, a portion of that. I'm trying to understand how to leverage folks who are in circular circular economy roles and other sustainability roles to kind of understand how we can work together to help packaging sustainability efforts. Yeah, One of the things I mentioned was how do we how do we recycle flexible films? It's kind of an industry challenge, really. And uh, that's probably a majority. Or I know it's a majority of the f- packaging we, we utilize within our company is flexible films. How do we get those back into a circular economy? So those for those listening that don't maybe understand how, how your product is packaged, can you walk us through that? And then, and then we'll talk about I totally agree with you. We need to discuss this. What are the next steps here and how do we recycle this material? As a company, can you tell us the main source of packaging, the main way that you package uh, your insulation? Because I think that's what you're most known for. Yeah. So insulation is primarily packaged into flexible polyfilm, polyethylene film. And it's, it's quite a unique package because the amount of material that we actually fit in a bag is is quite remarkable (laughs) we have it's if you've handled fiberglass you kind of understand but we'll we'll take a stack that is maybe 15 feet tall we'll compress it into a bag that's a little over a foot tall and then we'll take those bags and further compress those into units that are compressed even further and and the product is meant to spring back to life after it's been packaged for quite a while and, and right before it's ready to be used right so a flexible film is, is for sure the best solution for packaging our material. And I would say the same for our roofing products. So we think of shingles, poly is definitely the right material. The challenge lies with how do you how do you get that poly back into the circular economy? How do you get it recycled? How do you right. collect it in the way that it's clean mm-hmm. and in a way that it's contaminant free? And how do you get it? How do you get it from where it is to where it needs to be? And how do we encourage maybe someone working on a job site to um, to segregate that material from other other waste caused by the construction business? Like you said, you have figured out for sure how to use the least amount of material possible. If you've ever put in insulation, which I have, you understand that once you run that knife over that material it blows up in the in a yep. huge way and expands which is awesome which you've whoever figured that out is brilliant but what do you what do you think needs to be done to make flexible film packaging easier to recycle or have that recycling more available well i think some of the challenges that i see are from the construction side 
I would say, sorting and separation to what you mentioned. So if you think about a, a construction site, even you know, from a residential side to a corporate large building size, there's kind of universal dumpsters that take everything from wood and scraps and dirt and nails. And it's it's pretty easy for them to um, to toss anything into those large receptacles. So to ask them to sort is a challenge. They're also paid to go fast. So when they need to <laughs> install, they're typically, you know, trying to go as fast as possible. So to ask them slow down, sort things out, it's another challenge. We're working on, you know, different parts of the network. So are there partners in our distribution channel that have incentive to try and encourage their employees to bring packaging back to a centralized location where it can be bailed and then moved on. Certainly there's a end use for this material. If you can get it, if you can bail it, it will be recycled. It will be used. And the challenge and and thus is really on the transportation side. And and the funny thing is it could be upcycled or downcycled depending on how you're looking at it, at it right back into construction materials like track decking. (laughs) So, You could almost partner with them and say, okay, how do we get Trex bin at every single construction site, you know, and how do we encourage, I think there needs to be some kind of a financial and for the, you know, for maybe those bins are so expensive to, to dump that you want to keep, keep the material out of there as much as possible. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. Something needs to happen. Yeah. Certainly diverting from landfill is a, is a huge target goal for a lot of corporations. I've, I've had meetings with Waco, who's a large company here in Central Ohio, which is uh, operates a landfill, and they have targets of reducing the amount of materials going to their landfill by seventy five percent. So they're actively trying to divert things that can be recycled. They've been <laughs> wow. a good resource for me. It's a huge I've, number. <laughs> I've leveraged um, Institute of Packaging Professionals, which is an organization I'm very involved with. And have been over the years. They have a sustainable packaging technical committee that I'm part of. So a lot of what I'm trying to accomplish is by networking, collaboration with others. Certainly, it's going to be a team effort across many different companies to make things work. Yeah. The November issue of uh, Packaging World featured a flexible recycling kind of regional win. If you recall, up in Minnesota, a group called Embold that was kind of a collaboration of end users and recyclers and film manufacturers, and they're having a, a small success story there. So, I see regional wins as a good building block of how you can build off of that and expand. You have to prove that the concept is possible. I think, and it sounds like you've you've done that, and you've you've shown that. Hey, look. We, we did it in this state, or we did it in this county. We can do it in 10 more, and then 100 more, and then 1,000 more. And before you know it, it's the it's one of the most recyclable items in the country. And yep. I think that I think that's possible with flexible film. I'm, I'm very positive about the future of it. I think what you're doing is, is, is really important. So thank you for that. Yeah. I, I did want to talk to you about the IOPP a little bit. Sure. Can, can you explain to us what, what the IOPP is and, and what, what they do? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the Institute of Packaging Professionals is a very widely recognized industry group within packaging, the packaging industry. They offer credentials and support and networking opportunities to further your career. I myself have been actively involved really since, since I graduated, so probably 25 years. Oh, wow. I've, I've served on the board of 
the Central Ohio chapter of the Institute of Packaging Professionals for about 15 years. I've served as president for about 10 oh, wow. from that role, but it's it really offers education opportunities. It offers networking opportunities, and it, it has kept up with the times to try and offer members benefits that far away the the cost of membership and the, you know, the time it takes to be involved. So it's been great. The certified packaging professional accreditation, I, I feel I've, I got that early on in my career and I felt that that has helped me do some of these industry jumps. So from when I was at IBM to start my career for nearly a decade, it allowed me that having that credential, I think allowed me to not be pigeonholed into one type of packaging and make a jump from like a electronics packaging to consumer retail lawn and garden. So that was interesting and I think beneficial there. So if you if you don't know about it, IOPP.org, there's chapters all over the nation and it's really easy to get involved. And um, I now serve on the national board as the regional VP for the central region. So I, I am now overseeing other chapters to ensure their success to kind of make sure that because it is all volunteer, it's, it's right. packaging professionals from all different walks of life, all trying to just kind of come together to, uh, to help the industry, the whole, I mean, we offer scholarships for students and there's just a lot of great things going on. So if you don't know about it, check it out. And that's great advice to start young. And start, if you're yep. listening, if you're a student, a lot of students listen to this program, join the IOPP now, even before yep. college as a, as a young person in high school, maybe there's a chance for you to get a scholarship. Yeah, they, they do have student membership fees. So it's really low and reasonable. There are, there's a, a mentoring beta test of a kind of mentor right. match going on. So as a young person in the industry, you could you could select different types of folks who could help you out in your career and guide you. So uh, really a lot of great resources. Another one I'll mention is called Pack Chat, which is basically a packaging specific blog for, for folks to kind of ask questions uh, amongst other packaging professionals. It's a it's a useful tool that if you if you get stuck and don't really know the answer to a question, there's hundreds of other packaging engineers out on, all on this system that would be willing to to help you answer it. That sounds like a like a Discord chat or something like that. That's really a little cool. bit. Yeah. This industry is very well known for being helpful to each other. I'm, I'm the more yeah. people I talk to, is that what you're finding as well, Doug? Absolutely. For example, in my efforts to find solutions in PackChat, you know, I was I was looking at the time of studying different types of film, like hooder type material that sheds water or is like <laughs> has anti-fog properties or moisture resistance, and kind of putting feelers out through this. I receive responses from packaging engineers who work for the army wow. from different industries, food, and uh, it was just very helpful. And 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 it's it's a niche market, but everyone's really just very friendly to one another. Yeah, really well said. We've certainly identified a small community, and that community seems to grow all the time. People that actually are supportive of each other. But I want to talk about Specrite a little bit. That's oh, where sure. the that's where we saw each other last, and we were we were going to try to do this event or this podcast live at Specrite Summit, mm-hmm. but uh, just schedules are tough because the all the moments there, all the speakers there are so valuable. You want to hear them all. So, can, tell me about your experience there. What did you think of the event? 
I thought it was an excellent event. I think, uh, you know, I was there to learn as much as I can of their tool and their software. I think we have an opportunity potentially at Owens Corning to to do a better job of how we keep acting but specifications. So their tool is certainly becoming an industry leader. So it's kind of made its way under our our horizon. But yeah, I think the event was great. It did offer a lot of time to network. It was nice for us to kind of just sit and chat right. and get to know each other, kind of, a, you know, how it used to be pre-pandemic yeah. type of <laughs> way. And that was excellent. So yeah, I thought it was, it was well done and looking forward to other packaging events as the year progresses. If I recall, you were about to head out to Paris to do, yeah. I guess, speaking right after that event. Yeah, that oh, it was really, really great. Paris Packaging Week put on by Ferris and just an amazing event. Thank you for asking. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Spent some time with the team from Unilever and Dermalogica and uh, Tom Zaki from TerraCycle and, and oh, got yeah. to, to speak on the stage. It was really amazing. But whoa, if you ever get a chance, go go to that event. It's very, very worth the time and the effort to get over there because it's it's a little bit different than the, the American events I've been to. It seemed a little bit more spread out mm-hmm. and just a little calmer. Like, but and there was 14,000 people there. There was a lot of people, but it just it had a weird, and I mean that in the best way, kind of calm vibe to it. So right. it was, and I, I recorded six podcasts live from that oh. event. <laughs> so I Excellent. was busy, but yeah, great, great question. Thank you for, for remembering yeah. that. There's certainly a lot to learn from our European counterparts. Yep. I know Owens Corning has a global presence and we do have operations overseas and in Europe. And, you know, part of what I'm, part of my learning process is to understand where they're at, what yep. challenges are they facing. I feel like it's almost an opportunity to look into the future a little bit to see what's coming our way here in the States. So I'm going to try and uh, get a handle on that as best I can. It's one of my objectives. Yeah, absolutely true. And they're dealing with things in advance of us because they're pushing the limits to what's feasible and what's possible. Have you have you tried to, to put a higher post-consumer recycled percentage into your, your materials? Is that one of the steps you've taken? We, we do have some tests and learns going on. So we are trying to really evaluate what percentages we can safely introduce okay. and it still run efficiently on our equipment. So that's kind of the hurdle that we want to prove our PCR content yeah. levels at versus just kind of arbitrarily picking a number. So <laughs> that's, for, that's um, where we're at right now. We have some tests and learns in that area. We're also okay. trying to to regrind some of our packaging into pellets to see kind of what wow. that you know, what that yields us, and uh, so lot lots going on from a test and learn kind of R and D side, and uh, we're hoping to really move the needle forward a little bit in the coming years. It's an exciting time in in packaging, specifically in sustainable packaging. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to have you on again in six months or a year and tell us your 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 progress. Sounds good. So how do people get in touch with you, Doug? Well, they can uh, reach out to me. My email is doug.compton at owenscorning.com. That'd probably be the easiest way. And I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Reach out and connect on LinkedIn. And uh, happy to connect. Maybe at an IOPP event. I'll see right. You. Yeah. Or the next SpecRite Summit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll be there. All right, sir. Thanks again. Really appreciate this, Doug. Anytime. Thank you. 
This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book. 